from the Hustle and Faith, this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. Do you need help starting or resetting your priorities? During the month of September, in addition to my regular episodes, I'm having a September self-care series. This series is going to focus on getting your mind, body, and soul a much-needed push to start or get back on track. I've got some amazing guests discussing topics ranging from healthcare to career development that will motivate you to take action. This series is going to leave you feeling inspired and ready to invest in yourself. You're worth the risk. Are you enjoying the Hustling Faith podcast? Regardless of where you listen to Hustling Faith, if you love this show, please leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Hustling Faith. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash Hustling Faith. Doing so will help others to discover this show. Thanks again for your support. It is very much appreciated. I don't know about you, but it's absolutely amazing to me to think that we are about to start Q4. Again, I feel like time is just flying by so quickly. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be focused on how to finish this year strong. Yes, I totally get it. And you should do that. But I want you to have a balance. I want you to take time to also reflect on where you want to be next year. Ask yourself this from a personal and business perspective. Once you have the answer to where you want to be personally, then you're equipped to tackle the business aspect. And the reason why I'm saying this is because your life comes first, okay? You only get one life. So once you determine how you want to live it, it's in your best interest to pursue occupations that will place you in the best position to fund the life you seek to live. Now, I know that's easier said than done. Trust me, I've been there. You can go back and listen to episode 159, How to Embrace the Unconventional, for more details about my life. In my circle, I tend to be the person people go to or feel comfortable coming to for advice, personal or business. And lately, many of my conversations seem to be centered on career advancement. I figured I would do this episode because it may help out other people who find themselves in the same situation. So before we jump into the advice portion of this episode, I want to make sure you're approaching your career decisions from the right frame of mind, okay? We got to get that together first. (laughs) I think one of the reasons that people tend to come to me for advice is because I've worked in a variety of capacities, especially, you know, in the marketing arena, which has allowed me to work with different types of personalities. I've been in some interesting situations. The list goes on, okay? I've been blessed to work with and for some really great people, while others were a couple fries short of a happy meal. (laughs) So regardless of what type of situation I found myself in, I made sure that I approach my job from a spiritual mindset, okay? For example, a spiritual mindset helps us to have confidence in ourselves and faith in Christ. 
A spiritual mindset helps us to view our circumstances from the right perspective. We don't allow negative circumstances to hold us hostage to the point that we become complacent in a dead-end job, or even worse, become so impatient that we move ahead of God's timing. So in both situations, we're going to derail the promotion Christ is waiting to give us. Whether that promotion is physical or spiritual, I don't know, okay? What I do know is that when we grow in grace and learn what Christ is trying to teach us, promotion is inevitable. This is what happened to many others throughout the Bible. With Peter, despite his faith failures, once he had grown in grace, Christ promoted Peter. He was the chief speaker in the day of Pentecost and helped save a lot of people. When we approach our job from a spiritual state of mind, it's a win-win for everyone involved, including your company. For starters, your company will receive quality work for a full day's pay. Christians are not slackers. We do everything to the best of our ability. You as a Christian employee will win because having a spiritual mindset will help us to keep our focus on the lessons that God wants us to learn so we can advance more quickly in life while simultaneously positioning us to receive the desires of our hearts. I think where things get twisted is that many of the lessons that we learn can't be learned with ease. Some of these lessons we need to learn are going to take us outside of our comfort zone. I cannot tell you (laughs) how many times I came home from work crying or if I was, you know, at work, I found myself crying in a bathroom stall, okay? (laughs) Depending on the blessing Christ is trying to give you, your circumstance could be more difficult and take longer than others. This is why we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people right? Keep your focus on Christ and the job he is training you to do. Despite those who may be trying to hold you back, if you stay in faith, learn the lessons God wants you to learn and do the actions he wants you to do, promotion is inevitable. There are plenty of examples throughout the Bible. You can look at Joseph, David, Peter, and several others, okay? And speaking for personal experience, as evidence of this fact, okay? This same work ethic and promotion concept applied to Christ. When God had Christ in training to take over heaven and earth, Christ kept his focus on what God was teaching him and not what Satan and his demons were doing. As a result, Christ received his promotion and is now seated on the right hand of God. Focus on the lesson God is trying to teach you so you can reduce the time it takes for you to get your promotion. Speaking for personal experience, I've seen what I talked about play out in my own life. I'm 40 years old, so I've definitely had my fair share of jobs, okay? (laughs) There were jobs I loved, and then there were jobs that caused me to feel like I was just living for the weekend. Hopefully, this is resonating with you because now I want to share some red flags you need to watch out for as you progress in your career. And I'm going to approach this from two different angles, okay? So the first angle is from the perspective of those who are currently seeking a new job, okay? So think think about if an individual is unemployed and they're seeking a new job, okay? The second angle are those folks that are currently employed and trying to determine if it's time for them to go, all right? 
So again, once you've got your mindset together, then you could start to dive into the advice that I'm about to give. So let's start with the advice that I would give to those who are currently unemployed and searching for a job, okay? Number one, thoroughly, and I mean thoroughly, research the company you're applying for on LinkedIn or Glassdoor. Based on your level of comfort and how badly you want that particular role, I would even contact the recruiter or see if I'm connected to any other contacts that work at that particular company so I can learn as much as I can, okay? I'm gonna look before you leave kind of gal, all right? (laughs) I'm going to learn as much as I can about that company before I go all in and apply for that particular role, okay? Number two, make sure your resume is updated. If you have more than 10 years of experience, craft your resume in such a way as to highlight the most relevant work and years of experience that align with the role that you want. Now, the next couple of points that I'm going to discuss may be controversial. Some may consider it bad advice. I'm using air quotes when I say that. But I'm someone who values my time. So you do you and I'm going to continue doing me. All right. (laughs) Number three, if the salary is not posted, I will ask about salary compensation during the first interview, because what you're not going to do is waste my time and have me go through several interviews only to find out that the position I'm interviewing for is not aligned with my salary requirements. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. You will never catch me in that situation. Another thing regarding salary is do not share the salary you made at your last job. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Don't cheat yourself out of making more money. (laughs) Number four, know your limitations. My limit is three interviews. That's it, okay? The interview process should not last for eternity. This is especially true for my U.S. audience. Literally just about every company is set up as at-will employment. The company can lay you off or fire you without a reason. And you, as an employee, can leave without giving a reason as well. You can leave at any time. So let's not make this process harder than it needs to be. You need help. I need a job. Let's make this happen, right? (laughs) If I ask how soon you're looking to hire this person and I hear, We're just looking for the right person. That serves as an indication to me that you're indecisive and will most likely waste my time by making the interview process last longer than what it needs to. If you respect everyone's time involved, it really shouldn't take that long to determine if that person is right for the job. Interview one, introduction. Interview two, listen, we like you. Do you like us? Interview three, let's work together. That's it. Number five, as I've gotten older, I'm incredibly protective of my time. If your hiring process involves taking ridiculous personality tests, giving a presentation, or any other type of work that I'm not being compensated for in hopes that I'll be hired, count me out. I will not do it for a variety of reasons. One, The folks typically administering the test are the exact same people who never had to take the test that they're asking you to take. (laughs) Gotta love the irony in that one, okay? Two, this is equally 
if not as important as what I just said. When a company is asking you to analyze data and present your findings to them, many times, even though these companies say they're using mock data, using air quotes when I say that, many times they're not. You're doing their job for them by solving real-life scenarios. You better believe that company is going to use every last idea they get from the candidates they interview. Now imagine giving an awesome presentation only to find out that you didn't get the job and to add insult to injury, you just gave away ideas for free. Let them hire a consultant. (laughs) Again, I don't have the time or the energy to jump through hoops. My resume and conversation should be enough. And if it's not, then clearly that is not the place for me. Thank goodness we both saved ourselves from being miserable, right? Number six, remember the interview process is a two-way street. Ask questions. I want to have as much information as possible about the company so I can make an informed decision. What do opportunities for growth look like is one of my favorite questions to ask. Then another question I like to ask is how much travel is required? If they give a vague answer, then I know if I decide to take that role, I may not be there long. (laughs) Now that wraps up things that I would keep in mind if I were currently unemployed and searching for a job. Switching gears, let's say you're currently employed. You've been on the job for more than a year. You're constantly told you're doing a great job. You're hitting all your goals, but you don't see any substantial lift in pay, nor are you being promoted. What do you do? Number one, how happy am I here? If you're working in a toxic environment and you don't see it changing, obviously, get out of there. (laughs) Number two, if you think this might be a place that you want to stay, then by all means, say something. A closed mouth doesn't get fed, okay? It's incredibly naive to think that people are going to notice your hard work and shower you with promotions or raises, especially if you're not the type to suck up, okay? Typically, what ends up happening to a person like this is that your reward is additional work without compensation. Does this sound familiar to anyone? (laughs) If so, it's time to ask for a raise, promotion, or even both. A lot of people, especially women, have been conditioned to think that negotiating is a bad thing, like you're being greedy or selfish, and this is simply not the case. You set the tone for what you're willing to accept. If you're passionate about something, there's nothing wrong with fighting for it or taking a risk. There are people in the Bible, such as Abraham and Hezekiah, that negotiated with God. For example, Abraham negotiated on behalf of the people that lived in Sodom. The city was filled with so much sin that God was like, listen, I'm done. I'm just going to destroy it. (laughs) Abraham launches into full-on negotiation mode with God. Abraham goes, will you actually destroy the righteous along with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in Sodom? God says, if you can find 50 righteous people, then I'll forgive them and not destroy the city. Abraham and God go back and forth until they settle on the number of 10 righteous people. Hezekiah negotiated to extend his life by 15 years. If we can negotiate with God, then we should be able to negotiate with anybody, all right? (laughs) A couple of things to keep in mind if you decide to negotiate for a higher salary. Obviously, 
make sure you've achieved the goals that were asked of you. Okay, that's first things first. Make sure that you are actually hitting the goals that you need to achieve. Then you need to summarize your unique skill set. What do you bring to the table? Then you need to highlight your wins. Last but not least, share any salary discrepancy data by going to a website like Glassdoor. If you've met all of the aforementioned criteria, then you should be able to confidently ask for that raise. With that said, be prepared. The conversation may not go the way you want it to go. But at least you can go to sleep at night knowing that you tried to advocate for yourself. Regardless of where you are in your journey, these are red flags you need to watch out for so you can get to the next level in your career. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode. For additional content from Hustle and Faith, check out our plan on the YouVersion Bible app titled, What Film is Playing on Your Screen?